Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. One of my favorite friends, Maddie from Maddie Joy over on Instagram and all the things is finally here on the podcast. Oh my gosh, friend, I have been wanting to get Maddie on the show for a long time and look, God made it happen. She has so many amazing things to share with us today about what it looks like to be steadfast as a Christian. This is actually a huge word that we hear in church when reading our Bibles and all the things. So this conversation is for you. If maybe you're feeling like you're wavering in your faith when circumstances of life life is just really tripping you up. Heck, these past few years. Sweet friend, we were called to be steadfast in Christ and we have everything we need to be strong, immovable, and totally on fire for the Lord. So don't miss this conversation with Maddie. Make sure to take a screenshot. Please, please share it to your Instagram stories. Encourage everyone listening. This is a reminder we need all day long. Thank you so, so much for listening. I love you and this is my favorite place to hang out with you. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Maddie. Hey, Maddie, welcome to the podcast. I have been looking forward to this conversation. I know we've been talking about it for a long time and just thankful to have you on and to know you, friends. So again, thank you. I would love for you to introduce yourself to our friends listening. I want them to get to know the beautiful soul that is Maddie. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. First of all, I'm so excited to be here. It has been a long awaited conversation, but I'm just really thankful uh, for the perfect timing of the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I just believe that 
he had it planned for this moment. Uh, so just a little bit about me. I'm a born and raised pastor's kid. Uh, I currently lead worship at my church that my dad pastors. Day to day, I'm just a full-time worker. I work for a Christian company just in customer service. And I'm also a fairly new fiance. I'm getting married in October. So that is really, really exciting. And then lastly, kind of what I do as a hobby, but also God has just used it in various ways. I'm really passionate about using, especially writing and just communicating even through speaking and other avenues just to use the creative gifts God has given me ultimately for his glory. And I'm really passionate just about the uncompromised truth of his Mm -hmm. word and um, commissioning people in the freedom and surrender that comes with living in that truth. So super thankful for just the opportunities that God has given me in different areas, just again, to use what he's given me for his glory. So I love that. I love that, friend. I mean, it's so evident. It's super cool. I mean, we are friends, you know, via texting and social media, but I like, I know without a doubt that your life, your entire life online and off is, is ministry and it's for the Lord. And it's super cool to see that because I think sometimes we can get super caught up. Like this is a super tangent, but I feel like we can get caught up in just this age of social media, believing that's the only way to do ministry when um, we're neglecting the biggest part where we need to get back to in-person ministry and just day-to-day life. So I just love that about your life and it's just super saturated with that. So I think that's really, really encouraging to me. And guys, her writing is stellar. I I love getting to follow along her thoughts and basically what God is teaching her. And man, we need more people that are uncompromised in that truth, like you said. (laughs) Yes. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Of course. Of course. I'm really pumped to, you know, to share with our friends what is on your heart because we've had conversation friends about what we wanted to talk today about. And I'm really excited. Maddie is um, about to bring it. I know it. But before we get started, Maddie, I love to ask my just, I guess my guests on the show, my friends mm-hmm. on the show, one of their favorite things, it's like super random, but um, I love to hear what they're loving in their life, like a product or mm-hmm. like literally anything. So share away. I'd love to know. <laughs> I love that. Another fun fact about me is actually that I am horrible at picking favorites. I'm that person that like, <laughs> I just love everything, but yeah. I picked two things to oh, share wow, because I you. couldn't narrow it down to one. <laughs> so my two favorites, the first right now are my high top white converse. I love, love in them. I love them. Uh, and then the second one would be, I am a huge journaler. I process my thoughts. A lot of my time with the Lord is spent that way. And so some of my favorite journals that I use are by Fringe and I get them at TJ Maxx and they're really inexpensive, but also fit perfectly just in my bag on the go. So definitely for my journalers, and even if you're not a journaler, I highly encourage anyone to get in that routine. Uh, Even if it's not it's not maybe you. A lot of times God uses that for several people just mm-hmm. to to write down what he's done, to be able to look back, even if it's just bullet pointing uh, or just or writing down, you know, what he's speaking to you. It's so encouraging to look back. So fringe journals, they're awesome. And I use them a lot, fill them up quickly. So there's my two favorites. I love it. We got two, <laughs> y'all. I mean, yes. that is a bonus for your episode today. No, that's literally so cool. I used to be a big journaler too. And I don't know, it just, it's one of those things that kind of dropped off for me. So yeah. I feel like I need to like sit down and like just 
kind of not like make myself but like kind of make myself do it sure um and like maybe not put like parameters on it because I feel like I sometimes put pressure on myself to just Mm -hmm. sit down and like just overflow um you know honestly just maybe whatever comes to mind what comes to heart I'm sure is like the most genuine so right I love that and for some people it's not their thing but I think even if it's just little things here and there even if it's just like thankfulness like for some people that journaling is not their thing like just write down some things you're thankful for and one of the most encouraging things is looking back to see what God has done Mm -hmm. through the different seasons of life and that's been one of the most tangible tangible ways for me to again just look back at his goodness and um yeah, for me, it's encouraging. Again, for everybody, he uses different things for different mm-hmm. people. But I try to encourage that yeah. for people that don't yeah. just because it's been a blessing to me. So Yeah, 100%. I think we're people – I mean, I'm speaking about myself here – that like really forget. Um, sure. Even if, if we like pride ourselves in being very just on point. Like yeah, I'm a forget, forgetful person, especially I think sometimes when it comes to what the Lord's done. And so I think it's even cool to see like, oh, this is how our prayer was answered. Like this is yes. what happened. And like mm-hmm. um, it's just another reminder um, because sometimes we just are like, oh, I don't even – know what happened last year. I don't even know what right. happened last month. Yep. So uh, I love that. And I love that the journals are from TJ Maxx. Yes. TJ Maxx. on a budget over Another here. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maddie, that's so fun. I am really, really pumped to talk about, you know, our conversation today too and um, dive in. So friends listening, Maddie has had this really cool word on her heart, which I'm sure you have heard about it before, but I'm just going to kind of toss it over to her and just let her explain what has been rumbling around in her heart about this word. Um, Maddie, please introduce, you know, what God has been just really pressing on your heart lately. Yeah, God actually put this specific word on my heart to be my kind of word of the year in 2019. I sort of loosely follow that method of kind of picking a word or theme (laughs) of the year. I don't do it every year, but specifically that year in 2019, it was so clear to me. And I would say it's a coincidence, but it's 100% not. And looking Mm -hmm. back just at everything that's happened since then, God has just reminded me through it of his intentionality. And that word is steadfast. And it just talks about being firm and unwavering in something and being fixed in one place. And really, since God put that word on my heart, he's taken me on such a beautiful, but honestly, messy at times journey of what it means to really just remain steadfast specifically in him and in my faith in him. So that's the word that I want to really dive into today, just because I feel like we hear it a lot, but Mm -hmm. living it out is a totally different thing. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Steadfast is is a word that we hear often. It's it's one that we come across, you know, in our Bibles or in church or we hear it in someone's prayer. Like it's a it's one of those popular words mm-hmm. in the Christian circles. Like, but like let's break it down. Like you said, I'd love to dive deeper into it and talk about what I mean, because this word has so many implications to us as Christians and believers. Um, and it's it's kind of the goal. It's kind of what we need to be um striving for and growing towards. So let's, Maddie, let's dive into the Bible. Let's root ourselves in scripture like we talk about. Uh, how does the Bible define steadfastness? And what are we supposed to do about it? Like what role does it play in our lives? Sure. I think like you said, it's so true about so many different words and even passages of scripture. We hear them over and over again, but it's more complicated uh, to live mm-hmm. out. And I think the reality right. with steadfastness is it's, I, I hesitate to use the word easy, but it seems more simple to live a life of shallow faith mm-hmm. until we are faced with a circumstance 
or situation where we need the depth and the roots of our faith. Mm -hmm, That's good. And uh, the Bible talks about steadfastness just being meaning to be firm and faithful and true and also to trust and to believe. And the reality is, and I just think that the message that I want to get across today is that steadfastness is required to finish the race of faith that we're running. And walking with Jesus wholeheartedly requires belief in him. And ultimately, it's that belief that leads to our trust in him. And then ultimately, that leads to obedience. And Mm, all of these things require a steadfast faith. And I think as I was just praying about it, Lord, what do you want to communicate to your people today? He just told me, you know, another way to describe steadfastness, even like you said, as we were introducing, it means to be rooted And the reality is that the deeper the roots that we have, the stronger we will be Mm, in him when we do face the storm in life. And I think that was a huge eye-opener for me when God gave me this word at the beginning of 2019, because I don't want to spend too much time talking about COVID (laughs) on the podcast because it's everywhere. Yeah, But it was wild because he gave me that word at the very beginning, kind of before the storm of all of this hit. And it was also around this time that I was entering into a new relationship. There was a lot of things Mm -hmm. that he saw in advance that I didn't see that I was going to have to trust him completely. Right, right. And that was going to require the roots of faith in a fresh new way. So it was beautiful how he gave me that before it came. And it was through the awareness and through just opening my heart saying, Lord, show me what steadfastness looks like that I think helped me to withstand some of those storms that came. So I want to, again, just continue to dive into to what that looks like. What does it look like to have a faith that's rooted mm-hmm. not just in, in the day-to-day life, but also that prepares us for when the storm of life does come so that we won't be swayed? No, that's so good. I mean, yeah. You guys, I mean, that's literally what the emphasis is here. Like, Maddie, you nailed it. I think the reason, like, I love asking questions like why, you know, why does God call us to this or that Mm -hmm. or why should we do this? And the why behind being steadfast and rooted is, I mean, not just so it looks good on us or or anything, but that it actually prepares us and it anchors us and it reminds us of who is actually our foundation. Um, And I think that's so important because if if we're not steadfast and in a way like prepared, you know, like you said, in these mm-hmm. seasons come, it's like, what's going to happen? And, you know, I think it's easy, like you said, to just kind of sit back into a shallow faith, like girl, right. like that, that comes in waves for all of us. Um, and so I feel like my dad is always kind of one who reminds me to like, be active in my faith and mm-hmm. to remember that it's not just this stagnant kind of thing. And I think steadfast like really plays a role in that. Like to be active, we need to be steadfast and vice versa. Yes. So I'm I'm really, I'm really excited to dig into the whys and um, anyone listening. I mean, we're, we're, we're preaching to ourselves here. Like Absolutely. I know Maddie and I are both like, we both individually have things in our lives that we're like, okay, Lord, we need to be rooted. Otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to go down. So um, Maddie, I'd love to dive into some passages though, as we continue. Like I know you had an, an amazing verse that we talked about earlier, but just any verses that God has really put on your heart about this idea of being steadfast and firm. Yeah, so good. And I think just to emphasize what you said about even what your dad was encouraging you, another thing is that developing those roots, it requires continual growth over time. Deep roots don't Mm -hmm. happen 
overnight. And so I think that's so good and so encouraging that to grow, we have to be committed continually to our relationship with the Lord. Right. And Mm -hmm. that comes in several ways, you know, through prayer, through um, reading his word and also hiding his word in our hearts and uh, living. There's so many different things and and we'll get there as well. But I think that's so good that, you know, developing roots requires a continual growth, which requires a continual um, action on our part to, to grow. Some of the scriptures that um, I love that uh, tie along with steadfastness. One of them is Hebrews ten twenty three, and it says, "Let us hold tightly without wavering mm-hmm. to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise." And I think a beautiful promise in our our steadfast faith is that God can be trusted, and so as a result of my trust, I can put my unwavering hope mm-hmm. in Him. Yeah. Right. Uh, another one would be First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, "Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in Him your labor is not in vain." And I think that's the one that you and I talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's if it. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And I love that one just because uh, Paul is talking here and he he says this with the assurance that trials will come, that mm-hmm. temptation will come, that tribulation will come, which is true to us to this day. And what's also true is that our ability to withstand them is steadfast faith and confident trust in Jesus. And so I just love that we can cling to the promise also that what we do for his glory is never in vain. It may be challenging, but it will always be worth it. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. That's so, so good. I mean, the hard reality, like you said, is that there is the assurance of trials and of hard things. And I think we could go back and forth all day about like why God would allow that, but that's a whole nother topic. But just, Mm -hmm. I mean, realizing that, okay, this is the reality in the world that we live in, in the broken world that we live in, there are going to be these moments and, 
you know, trials and changes and unknowns. And I mean, let's just, I mean, let's just even think about the last couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much that's so obvious. Um, but I think if we kind of take those trials, like I've, like the Lord's really been teaching me in this to, you know, take those trials and kind of flip them as an opportunity to be steadfast, like we're talking about so today. Good. And like to be trusting and to be dependent, which are all these things that are like super hard for us to Mm -hmm. do. Um, But I think that's just another reminder. Be like, okay, we have these opportunities in these broken things of um, trials and sin in this world. We have opportunities in Christ like to turn around and like Maddie's saying, like be steadfast. So. I mean, we kind of touched on this, how, you know, we just we just live in a really broken world. And I mean, I love this world. We love, I mean, yeah. it should be a blessing to be here and to walk and breathe and do ministry and, and do God's mm-hmm. work here. But, you know, like Maddie said, and it was at First Corinthians 15, um, mm-hmm. he even like was like, okay, like there is hard times and there are going to be horrible things. Like Paul's life was not the easiest. I mean, right. look, at, look at Peter's life. I mean, mm-hmm. literally – like martyred and hung upside down on a cross and just opposed left and right. Like there's so many people in the Bible that said it too. Like, wait, life's not going to be easy. But Maddie, I mean, let's talk about like, I always love thinking about it in this way, like to really like anchor truth in our mind. Like we talked about it a little bit, but like, what is the opposite of being steadfast? So if we're not steadfast, we're going to be this. And, you know, let's also talk about some temptations from the world that may try to sway us from remaining firm in the Lord, because I think we need to be aware of, you know, what's the opposite of being steadfast so we can avoid it. And then also be aware of the temptations in our lives so that we can fight them and remain firm, you know? Yep. So good. I think that even leads me um, to another passage. I'm not going to read the full thing. I encourage anyone to read the chapter, but it's found in Matthew 7. Mm -hmm. And this passage God has really kept with me throughout the last couple of years. And it talks about the wise man who built his house Mm -hmm. upon the rock. It's good. And I think the reality is that the opposite of being steadfast is to be wavering and it's to be shallow. And what God is teaching me as he's growing me in steadfastness is that when the storm does come, what we're built on will be revealed. And I think when we're wavering, it comes from a life that really lacks spiritual discipline. Mm, That's good. And I think so many people are fooled to believe that our doing equals being rooted I recently shared something um, that talked about this, that even some of the people that may appear the most disciplined on the surface, on social media, or even on a Sunday morning can actually be the ones that will be the most easily uprooted. Mm, And temptation comes in so many forms. Busyness is one of them. Idolatry is one of them. Building our own platform is one of them. Mm, Opinion of man, the voice of culture. Um, even disobedience. And again, social media is another huge one. We live in a culture where people can put a scripture verse in their Instagram bio and they call (laughs) that the determining factor of their faith because we can see it and we tend to fall for the trap of what we can see. God is completely different. He's more interested in the unseen. He is more interested in the heart. His word talks about this man looks on the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. And so I think it is so important for us to grasp as believers that we serve a God that is 
that has an entirely different narrative than the culture that we're living in. Mm, And he is more interested in something that cannot be measured by man because those are not the things that keep us firm. What is unseen requires a discipline. And the truth is we might be fooled at times, but God will not be fooled. And so we have to understand that the opposite of a steadfast faith is building our house on the sand. And something that I have written down that has just been echoing in my heart is that the difference between steadfastness and wavering faith is what stands when the storm comes. And I think that is why it is so important that we're living a steadfast faith, not only when it's convenient and not only when we will get the applause of man, but that we live with our hearts and our minds prepared continually in such a way that when the storms of life do come or the seasons of spiritual dryness do come, because not every season will look the same. Mm -hmm. You are not (laughs) strange for having a season that looks different than the last. Mm -hmm. The reality is the storm so often reveals what we're standing on. And I think that is, that's the very essence of our faith. What happens when the storm comes will just reveal what we're standing on at the end of the day. So we have to be disciplined in our faith, which leads to that steadfast faith. I love that. Maddie, I mean, all of that is such like spirit-filled wisdom right there. I mean, the stuff that we don't really think about. And, you know, a word that just kept coming to my mind, just listening to you pour your heart out was just preparedness and just being prepared. Um, I think it's one of those things that it's easy just to be comfortable in the day-to-day and, again, not be active like we talked about earlier, but how preparedness, I mean, a lot of times, like you said, looks like – I mean most of the time looks like the moments where you're just Mm -hmm. in the word by yourself, when you're pouring out your heart, when you are praying to the Lord, asking him to search your heart and find any way that is not good within me and uproot it. And it's just those moments where we prepare and that's how we lay the foundation, which we're going to talk a little bit more as we close, like about what it looks like to practically be steadfast and like cultivate this. But like, that's like something that I just kept hearing a theme I kept hearing as you were talking Mm -hmm. about. It's like, we need to be prepared and disciplined, which it ain't easy. It's literally, it's it's literally so difficult. It's probably, I mean, again, I don't know why Jesus, but Jesus, you know, did that metaphor of, you know, the man on the sand and the man on the rock. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I wonder if the man on the sand was just really lazy and he maybe thought that it was, a beautiful view or I don't know, maybe he just wasn't thinking things through. Like he wasn't prepared. He was being a little bit lazy. And so you wonder why, you know, that felt like a good place for him to settle there. Um, But what happened in the end, you know, the fruits of his labor, it all came crumbling down because like Maddie said, he wasn't prepared. He wasn't disciplined. And I think like for me, Maddie, like I'm sure you can just relate to this, but I think a lot of times I don't think of the long term, like, I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm living for. But I think sometimes I really miss the mark. I mean, like I miss the idea and the reality that we're living for eternity and that there's something greater um, because I'm I'm a really, really sinful and not that smart human sometimes. And I don't get the full picture. And so I think that's something about steadfast too, is that like you're, you're preparing for something because you know, what's going to happen and you know, Mm -hmm. what's the prize that we should be aiming towards. You know, like, I think, I think that's really convicting for me at least. (laughs) 
Yeah, me too. No, I really, I really, really appreciate that. Um, Also another thing, Maddie, that we talked about and something that's a big theme, like I feel like I'm hearing it from, you know, people in my DMs, people in real life. And um, you mentioned before you closed your little um, snippet was just about people and seasons of spiritual dryness and, you know, how this idea of steadfastness plays on that. Because, you know, People listening, friends, sisters, I know that you've gone through a a spiritually dry season where you feel like you're in a desert. You feel like you have no fire for the Lord. You feel like you're you're far away from Him. You just are so thirsty, but you can't be satisfied. And so – Maybe you're walking through that right now. Maybe um, you have, or maybe you you probably will be. I mean, it ha- it happens to all of us. So this is just this horrible feeling. But again, like Maddie says, it happens because we have different seasons in our lives. So Maddie, to those of us who have and will struggle with being spiritually dry in our lives, I mean, what like what is the benefit of being steadfast in these dry times? Because when we when we look at it, steadfastness is actually an antidote or an answer to these these really dry seasons. Yes. So let's let's unpack that. Yeah, I love that. And I think you said it so well. The reality is seasons of spiritual dryness will come. We will all mm-hmm. face that yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. And so I think it's so important, even for those that have messaged you, has have messaged me, anyone who is facing this, you're not abnormal. <laughs> Something's not necessarily wrong with you because you're facing that. It, it's a part of our lives. And again, not every season looks the same as the last. And I've often lived in the tension of that throughout different seasons. It's easy for me to get frustrated or angry or deal with doubt when I do face those seasons. And something that the Lord has taught me through them is that what I store up will sustain me Mm. through these times. Steadfastness sustains us through um, the storm and then also through the drought. I've faced several dry seasons, but the blessing is that God will use anything to teach us something if we're willing to listen to his voice. What I've learned through dry seasons is it's it's often um, brings me to an awareness that I actually am lacking discipline Mm, because we, as people, we tend to be really moved by feeling and immediate results. And where that doesn't translate well in our walks with Jesus is in the dry seasons, because when we're moved by feeling alone, a lot of times the enemy will target, will use that to target us in our dry seasons. And he will again, use the lies of doubt or the lie that God is not present or faithful Mm, in the valley. And when we're not rooted, it's really easy to feed into those lies and to begin to sink. It's easy to forget, again, talking about that theme of being forgetful, it's easy to forget where he has been faithful Mm -hmm. and to not cling to the promises of his word. And as a result, we feel like we're drowning. And the truth is the promises of God's word are not just for the good seasons of life. They're for the good, good. they're they're for the bad, they're for the ugly and they're for every season in between. And so we have to understand the fact that again, steadfastness and preparedness, it sustains us in the dry seasons. It's why he says to write his word on our Mm, hearts. It's why he says to pray without ceasing. And it's why he says to abide. And he's prepared for us the reality that we are going to face trouble of many kinds. And it looks many different ways, Mm -hmm, but also that he has overcome any trouble that we have faced, including seasons of dryness. And I think honestly, through seasons of dry, 
through seasons of dryness, I've had to depend on him in a new way. I've had Mm -hmm, to be disciplined in a new way. And it has actually, looking back, produced an endurance within my faith that has caused me to learn what it looks like to be continually steadfast. And again, not just to be shallow, steadfast. And so we had to realize that a lot of times the hard things that we face in the flesh, God is actually using that in the spiritual realm to, to teach us something that he couldn't outside of that season. Or he could, but we might not listen as well (laughs) outside of that season. And so I think that when we're rooted and we, again, learn to remain steadfast in those seasons through discipline and showing up and talking to him, even when we don't feel like we hear him, we can proclaim those promises even in the valley and even in the dryness. It's that he is with me. He is for me. His plans are so good Mm -hmm. and he sees me and he knows me and he won't forsake me and that he's greater Mm -hmm. than anything that I am currently feeling. And so dryness might try to move us, but in him, we can remain immovable even in the dryness. And so I think the more we face in life, the more we actually learn our need for our spiritual roots. That's so good. So, so good. I mean, the whole time you were talking, it was like the best kick in the pants. Like that sounds weird. But like, honestly, there are some of these things in, you know, walking this, this life with Christ and it's, it's really, really tough because we gotta, we gotta put, you know, our stake in the game. We gotta get up and go. We gotta do the hard things. Like, even when, like, like Maddie was saying, like, even when we feel dry, even when we don't feel like proclaiming those promises of God, like over us and we have to do that. But I think what we forget oftentimes is that, um, you know, obviously not to be legalistic about it and just do it, but just to take those small steps and be like, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to proclaim this promise. I am going to get in the word. I am going to, um, you know, be more disciplined in certain areas and then just slowly, Ask the Lord to really back you with his strength because you have his strength in the Holy Spirit. And then just slowly just say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to try. And, um, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's really tough and no one's saying it's not, and we're not saying it's not, but, um, I think just sometimes taking those small steps and realizing who, who supplies your, your strength and who supplies Mm -hmm. your, your get up and go, you know, to do this. So. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm preaching. I'm preaching this to myself too because sometimes it can be super overwhelming, um, you know, to say these things and then be like, okay, but like, how do I do it? Like, I just, I just feel like I can't. Like, it's hard to actually want to or actually That's proclaim good. those promises or actually get in. But um, I think even just doing something little um, and watching God kind of take over. So. That's good. And I think to to add to that, just a really simple piece of advice that I could give to someone maybe in the dryness right now. I think something that God has also taught me through seasons of spiritual dryness is that sometimes I'm a little bit too quick to go back to what is familiar in my routine. Mm, there yeah. are some things that th- that should always remain. One of those is reading his word. Yep. But yep. for me, we even talked about it earlier in the podcast. I One of the things that I do and one of the ways that God speaks to me is through journaling. And I actually went through a time not too long ago where – I would sit down to journal and it was like, I just had a block. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, day in and day out, I would just keep sitting there just completely in a block and God, God just spoke to me so clearly and was like, 
I don't only speak in this way. Like, why don't you try something different? And I think that's maybe a simple way for someone that kind of feels stuck. What I started doing is I actually started, I was still reading my Bible, but I'm not, I don't read a lot of books outside of the Bible, just more for time's sake. But what I started to do is I, I started reading just some simple reads and taking notes in that. And God really revealed himself to me through a new discipline. And that was something that was so encouraging because the same things won't always work, you know, and, and that that's not including his word. His word will always work. Like I said, there are some certain things that should really always be in our, in our discipline. But when it comes to just simple ways that maybe we spend time with Jesus, he is such a creative God. He can speak in so many different settings. And so my encouragement maybe would just be, you know, try something different. Maybe close your journal for a few days, spend that time just in more prayer, turn some worship music on and just say, okay, Lord, maybe I'm, not necessarily hearing your voice in this way, but I want to encounter you maybe in a fresh and a new way. Will you speak through this? You know, spend some time sitting outside. I think sometimes we also can way overcomplicate things. Yeah. We serve a God that can meet us in so many right. different ways. Right. And so that's been really encouraging to me, especially as I face just such a busy season, wedding planning, working full time that I've kind of beat myself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you got to do it how you always do it. And God's just been like, you have freedom, like meet with me and I I will show up, meet with me with a pure heart and I will show up. So maybe it's a good time to try something, to try something new and just watch how he'll meet you there. Yeah. No, I mean, that can be super re-energizing and, you know, yeah. not saying like it has to be like your permanent thing, but sure. um, like, honestly, it can, it can be something so helpful. So I think not like disregarding something like so simple as that. So I love how you kind of jumped into the practical, you know, as we close, let's just I just get practical and encouraging. Let's, um, you know, let's talk about some ways that practically we can remain steadfast, you know, in our faith, like we've talked about today. And, and you know, maybe Maddie, what God has taught you, you know, in this area over the years, even over the last two years, you know, since 2019, or, you know, just basically how you would encourage the brother or sister in Christ listening to this. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first one for me, is a continual prayer. Yeah. We hear that's another thing that we hear a lot as Christians, but prayer is our communication with our Father. Like that is the heartbeat of our faith. And so be in continual prayer. Don't think that you serve a God that doesn't care about the little things. Mm-hmm. I hear yeah. a lot of people, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to have a conversation with the Lord. Start by just inviting him into the little things. Yeah. Start by just inviting and just watch that grow because just like a conversation with a human, with another person, it works the same way. You will grow in relationship the more you invite him in. So invite him in through continual prayer. Another huge one for me has been memorizing scripture. Mm, Yeah, I I love that. A good way for me that I um, kind of dove into this discipline in my own life is I focused on a few of the areas that I find myself struggling most. And one of those for me uh, is just fear and anxiety. And so I took that reality, I took that fleshly reality for me and said, okay, what are a few ways that when when I'm especially struggling with this? What are a few things that God's word says about this and how can I proclaim that over myself? Mm -hmm. And I would just do that even when I was overwhelmed, even when I felt like God wasn't there, just proclaiming his word and having that scripture as 
as a combat for spiritual warfare. Yeah. Just, you know, do not worry about tomorrow for mm-hmm. tomorrow. We'll worry about it. all of those things. So I think that's a good way is identifying maybe some areas of struggle or not. It doesn't even have to be areas of struggle, just areas that you want to invite God in, seeing what his word has to say about it and hiding it on your heart. A good way to do that is putting post-it notes up around your workplace, yeah. around your house. Yeah. Um, you know, there's several different ways to do that. But another thing would be accountable community. That's been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several ways. I think a good place to start would be your local church or going to going to a Bible study that's offered in your area. Or even social media is a good way to do that. I don't think it should be the only source of that. Sure, I've yeah. met some of my, my greatest, most accountable friends through social media. And I think along with that, a huge one for me, one that I love is looking for ways to serve and love like Jesus. I think a lot of times it's great to do things that, for example, like memorizing scripture that strengthen us and encouraging us. But another thing that actually strengthen us, strengthens us is by serving others yep. yeah. and just getting out and literally being the hands and feet of Jesus. And that has helped me so much in steadfastness because the more I love like him, the more I want to, it's not always easy. It's not always our first instinct, but the more I love people like he does and the more that I see him change hearts, the more I want to. And another thing um, that I have here is just through creative worship. What are some of the things that God's given you? It might not be writing. It might not be speaking. It might be art. You know, there's so many different gifts that God has given. And I think it's really easy to, look around and want what she has or he has, but identify what God has given you and do that both just as a hobby, but then also find ways that you can use that specifically Mm -hmm. for his glory publicly. And I think the more that we use what we've been given for his glory, again, it goes with loving him, the more we're going to want to. And I think it, it helps us to grow. So those are some of the practical ways just in my life that God has helped me to grow in discipline and in developing those roots. No, it's so, so helpful. I think it's amazing to have a fresh perspective from someone else and, you know, what works for them. And again, just also like just having practical ways that are so rooted in in God's word and his promises like you were talking about. Because um, I think we can do so many practical things, but if we're not like going back to the source, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, how lasting and how steadfast yeah. is that going to be, you know? Right. So literally so, so encouraging. Maddie, thank you for taking the time. Again, girl, your life is busy. I mean, life is just full in the best ways, but I just appreciate right. you coming on to share and I mean, anyone who knows you, follows you online or, you know, has even heard this podcast episode knows that you just communicate so well and that's just a gift from the spirit. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to share, you know, what God has been doing in your heart and just remind us of, you know, the importance of being steadfast because it's something, again, like we said, that it's easy to forget. So I just love you, girl. Before we close, I would love to have you kind of share maybe social media links or anything fun just so, you know, friends can keep up with you and just continue to hear what's on your heart and what God is speaking through you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just want to leave everyone Uh, with this first of all just remember that a a steadfast faith isn't just for one certain kind of person anyone can have steadfast Mm, faith and that is actually god's heart for us and so i just want to leave everyone with uh, don't build your house on the sand build your house on the rock Mm, and the reality is that um, again 
he's he's taught me and and I pray that he teaches you all that what you're doing in the secret place is what matters. Whether or not the rest of the things you do move his heart actually depend on what you're doing in the unseen. Mm, so just be strong and immovable, be disciplined. Uh, the best place to find me other than here would honestly right now just be my Instagram, yeah. which is um, Maddie underscore joy. And then so it's M-A-D-D-I-E-E and then underscore joy, J-O-Y. And that's really the main platform I'm using right now to share so let's connect there yes i will have it obviously linked down below so you guys can go follow um just to get that good word um and Mm -hmm. hey if we're going to be on social media if we're going to if that's going to be a part of our life might as well you know saturate our lives with people that love the lord and that yes are uncompromising the truth because otherwise it'd be a really sad place but i'm just thankful that you're there (laughs) and you're lighting it up maddie and i just the same to you i just love you sis thank you so so much you're such a blessing Absolutely. I love you, friend. Keep doing what you're doing for his glory.